waterfall that's nearly 200 feet tall. There's there's many consequences that, that go through through your mind, and as I'm sure. And just not really knowing what's gonna happen. Like, is he gonna hit the water and like disintegrate? You know, like it just break every bone in his body. I mean, we really didn't, we didn't know. You know that phrase, you never know unless you try? These guys take it to a whole new level. Why should we care? You're not planning on paddling any 200-foot waterfalls. I know I'm not. Then, then it's probably going to turn out that way. I really think that that we bring into our lives, you know, the things that we concentrate on and where we put our energy and our thoughts, um, I think, has a, has a huge effect on, on the outcome of any situation, whether it's a waterfall or otherwise. Hello there. Before we get to the show, quick second to thank you. Thanks to all of you who have donated through our support page thus far. You're in the running for some cool prizes or you've already won some. For those of you who haven't checked it out yet, go take a look. It's right on our website, mtnmeister.com. You can win some fun prizes. Uh, There's some extra content available and you just get a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. You know what they say. You never know unless you try. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mountain Meister. Today with us, we welcome Russ Sturges and Tyler Bratt. Normally, I introduce them with a quick bio, but since we have both of them with us today, they're going to introduce each other. Rush, tell us about Tyler. Oh, well, Tyler is super out to lunch. Um, (laughs) He's a good buddy of mine, but uh, yeah, uh, professional kayaker hailing from Montucky. And, uh, yeah, we've been paddling together for a good part of the past decade, I'd say. Very cool. Yeah, and Rush is, uh, Rush is from Northern California, been paddling his whole life. Rush and I actually been paddling since we were kids. And, um, yeah, R- Rush is, uh, is the number one kayaker in the world today. And, um, <laughs> and aside from that, he's, uh, he's also a, a rap artist. So one the thing that you might not know about Rush uh, amazing filmmaker, um, working on his upcoming film right now. I won't spoil the secret, but um, anyway, super, super talented kid on and off the water. And uh, yeah, we, we really enjoy each other's company. Very cool. Yeah, Brad Ludden, who we had on the show, who's a good friend of yours, had some great things to say about you. Here's what Brad had to say. Uh, actually, Rush is going to be with Tyler uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And I'll tell you what, if you could get those two together on a podcast it would be one of your most entertaining things on the planet i love it will they um, will we be able to get them in the same room you think oh oh yeah the okay. problem is getting them in the same room sober and or keeping them <laughs> from swearing the entire time because when these two get together it gets out of hand but i've done a couple expeditions with these guys and, they, and they're just honestly some of the most interesting dynamic funny uh, people I've ever met, they have some of the best stories. Like the, the two of them are, I mean, the, the most extreme kayak athletes I've ever met. I, they're just amazing. Well, wow. Yeah, I wish I had something good to say about Brad. Yeah, I can't, can't quite say the same for Brad, but uh, we'll, we'll take that compliment. Yeah, well, thanks, man. He's setting the bar pretty high for you guys, so I'm expecting big things out of you. Jeez, apparently. Well, I, I feel like I should have said a little more about uh, Tyler since he was really kind to me. I expected <laughs> to throw me under the bus there, but... Uh, 
Tyler's actually the uh, current world record waterfall holder. Um, it's been hanging on to that title for quite a few years yeah, now. Yeah, quite a few years. 189 feet off Palouse Falls. So um, we were both there together for that descent. And uh, we've been kind of running waterfalls together for a long time. That's been kind of Tyler's jam is, is, is doing waterfalls. But over the last couple of years, he's actually been um, sailing around the world. He just decided he was going to go and uh, do that, which has uh, been pretty pretty wild experience from the sounds of it. But he's actually just back here visiting for for just a month or so right now, just kind of kind of in the middle of his uh, around the world journey. I saw the the Palouse Falls video. That will absolutely be posted on your profile on our website for the listeners. I say check things out a lot on our website. This is one thing that you basically you need to see. This uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Why did you do this, Tyler? I can't relate to this. I can't understand why somebody would want to do this. Is there, I guess, in the moment, doing the waterfall, is there any enjoyable part of it, or is it more the way that you reflect it and what goes into it? For sure. You know, going up to the lip of Palouse, I was just thinking a lot about the money, a lot about the women, you know. (laughs) Just... You know, what a career boost this was going to be for Russia and I, you know, I wasn't just doing it for myself. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was pressuring Tyler because I was, yeah. I was filming it and I knew that we'd probably sell a lot of movies and we did. <laughs> we did. We sold yeah. a lot of movies. We got on a lot of news yeah. networks and we, we made a lot of money. A yeah. million plus views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's I really appreciated that Tyler uh, ran that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, man, that's uh, that's pretty much the truth. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, but Palouse just kind of came to us. We we saw the drop on YouTube first, actually. Um, somebody sent us a link. We looked at it, uh, decided that this was a waterfall we needed to go and check out. Got there and. And it really is a, a picture-perfect waterfall. I mean, we, we really travel the world looking at rivers, looking at waterfalls, and, and the way that this waterfall is formed is so unique to any other waterfall in the world. I mean, it's uh, a, a large amount of water created Palouse Falls through the um, glacial lake floods draining Lake Missoula back in the day. And so it's, got a, it's just amazing. I mean... The, the plunge pool at the bottom of this waterfall is is so big and so deep, and the lip of this waterfall is so perfect that it the, the only thing wrong with it really was just the sheer size of the of the waterfall, and nobody had really gone into that realm before. But um, you know, it just uh, it just happened happened perfectly. Rush and I went to look at it. Rush actually wanted to scout the drop for himself. We showed up. It was running great. Um, I was feeling good, and, and the next day uh, we decided to, to fire up the waterfall. Now you under you understated the fact that the record before this was 127 feet. So you decided to up that by 62 feet, almost 50 percent. How do you know if that if that's possible even? Well, I mean, like one thing to sort of take into mind too is that you know both Tyler and I have been running waterfalls for a long time. You know, so it's it's been a gradual progression for us from, from the beginning, you know, you start on five foot waterfalls and you slowly progress your way up. And, you know, um, it, it kind of has just been one, one drop to another, you know, and, and previously to that Tyler had run, we had actually both run 107 foot waterfall, which was the world record in, uh, I guess 2007. Um, and so it was a big jump up, but, you know, as, as Tyler, uh, explained, you know, a big part of it is the setup, you know? So like, you want a waterfall that's going to uh, 
set your angle basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have like a 90 degree waterfall, um, we kind of consider that to be the most challenging because, uh, you get to the lip and you sort of got to adjust your, your angle the whole way down. But in a drop like Palouse, it's kind of this gradual, uh, descent, you know, so it really kind of sets your angle for you a little bit. And that, that's kind of what we look for in a, in a big, tall waterfall. So, you know, the height is obviously a, a huge factor, but you know, it's kind of more about the setup. And this one just had this, it's kind of an anomaly in that sense. It just had the perfect, perfect setup. So uh, both of you are so much fun to talk to. And I know that you have serious conversations with each other at some point. No. Were you <laughs> <laughs> like, weren't you nervous for Tyler rush? I, weren't you worried? No, nah, I mean, you know, I figured if he did die, it would just like, we'd sell a lot more movies that way too. So it's kind of like a win-win. <laughs> and I wouldn't have to deal with him anymore or split, split the money. So, um, no, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, you know, there's a pretty, uh, pretty hectic moment there where Tyler is actually calling his mom on the, on the phone on her way to the falls. And I mean, yeah, that was a nauseating morning. Honestly, I was, I was, I was scared, you know I mean? It was, it's, uh, you know, it's stepping into another realm that is, you just don't know, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's the hardest part for us in this sport, I guess, is, um, you know, it's basically upping the, the bar so much, you know, like from only having done 107 feet before that to almost a hundred feet more, you know, um, and just not really knowing what's going to happen. Like, is he going to hit the water and like disintegrate, you know, like you just break every bone in his body. I mean, we really didn't, we didn't know, you know, and so I think that was the most nerve wracking part for me. Um, but you know, that's kind of what we've been, uh, I guess that's what we do a lot of in this sport sometimes. Right. So the the thing that makes you nervous about this whole thing is the unknown. Is that also some of the attraction, Tyler? Yeah. The um, I mean, so, some of some of the attraction to the sport. I mean, is is honestly, it's um, obviously there's the adrenaline rush aspect, but it's also a lifestyle aspect. You know, there's um, there's the the people in the sport that are connected with rivers are really really amazing people. And there's this whole just feeling of, of living your life from one river to the next, um, you know, some, sometimes for multiple days on a single river. And I think the, the attraction of the sport is, is, is the broad picture. I mean, we, we do it because we are who we are. And, um, and then at, at the end of the day, the, um, the, the adrenaline just kind of, kind of comes with the territory and, and you get used to it, get comfortable with it and, uh, and, and start to crave that too after a while. So let's go to that voicemail that you mentioned, Rush. Uh, at least the clip that I saw on the YouTube video. Tyler, you left your mom a voicemail that said, Hi, Mom, just going to do some boating with Rush. Hopefully be home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe even more of an understatement than we had earlier in the show. What What do your parents think of, of this stuff? Well, you try to keep them in the dark a little bit. Yeah, you know, what they, what they don't know won't hurt them, I guess. But, I mean, our parents are kayakers, you know. Uh, Tyler's dad is, is crazy. Um, and, you know, my dad's is a little more reserved. But uh, they, they, both, they, they both really, really encourage what we do and um, encourage us to do what we love. You know, I don't think that... Yeah, I know my dad definitely struggles. My, both my mom and dad struggle with what I do, but um, I think that they're pretty, pretty happy knowing that I'm doing what I love and that I'm usually making good decisions. <laughs> Another understatement. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, honestly, it's like you know, that's just life in general. I mean, it's you know, people look at what we do and they're like, "Oh, that's crazy." But I mean, honestly, being you know, uh, driving in traffic is crazy. I mean, just living in general is is, is sketchy and. Uh, 
you know, for sure we chase danger a little bit, but at the end of the day, I, it, it is pretty controlled and, and I do um, feel like we do it in a way that's safe. Yeah. So, I mean, you have people like me who don't quite understand it that probably question you a lot. Do people in the kayaking world question anything like, like this? Do they say, well, you really shouldn't be doing that? Yeah, I mean, most we get mostly get uh, yeah, mostly uh, people tell us we shouldn't be like partying and stuff. Oh, get, interesting. Okay. We get in trouble. We get in trouble for that sometimes, or we have at least throughout our careers. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, we've always been met with a little bit of resistance, you know. But um, I guess it's it's like it's like any sport, you know. There's going to be people out there that that don't think you know think what you're doing is is bad or that it's encouraging kids to take big risks or or whatever, you know. But I mean, like, you know, Tyler was saying, it's, it's, it's such a bigger picture than that. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really for us, um, just about being out on the river. I mean, I don't care if I'm running class five every day, like as long as I'm out enjoying the wilderness and being with my friends, I mean, that's, that's sort of at the, at the root of it. And, um, you know, I think for us too, especially like expedition paddling is, is a, is a big part of kind of what drives us. And especially as Tyler and I are starting to get older, um, you know, Tyler's, broken his back now i've broken my back and we're we're definitely still pushing the waterfall realm a bit but um you know we've been doing you know more expedition type stuff uh and tyler's obviously sailing around the world a few years ago we did a first descent on the congo and you know stuff that's that's still probably equally as risky if not more risky than running big drops but maybe a little less uh less impact on the body you know right right yeah so on these expeditions, are there still locations around the world that have yet to be discovered? Um, yeah, there's there's many, many locations around the world left to be discovered. And in fact, I, I started an expedition called the Wizard's Eye Expedition to, to set out um, with, with a sailing boat to circumnavigate the world and, a, and, and allow us to, to bring gear to a lot of these places to, to explore them. Um, hmm. Kind of, the, kind of the beauty of, of kayaking is, is there's rivers all over the world. It's a relatively small sport. And, and the, the amount of places out there, the amount of rivers that, that have yet to be paddled is, is, is pretty staggering. So it's an exciting time in, in the sport, and there's a lot of room for exploration out there. So what have you found on the Wizard's Eye trip that maybe that you weren't expecting? Yeah, well, we've, we've found some, some big waterfalls on small islands. We've... Um, hmm gone in to paddle the um, one of the, the the longest river in Papua New Guinea the the largest river with an undisturbed watershed in the world the Sepik River that was um, that, that was really far out there and, and amazing um, all the way to paddling rivers that have been done before you know classics that um, that that are out there that have been paddled that just don't uh, don't get any attention and don't don't get a lot of um, paddlers uh going to them so yeah it's 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 exciting um we're about ready to uh to go to madagascar a place that both rush and i have been a couple of times where we've maybe done um the majority of our exploratory kayaking so yeah it's pretty exciting the uh the range of possibilities yeah rush you live in northern california uh and i noticed you we're posting some things about, you know, the river levels in California. Obviously, this is a really hot topic right now uh, with the drought. What have you seen uh, living in Northern California? 
Well, so yeah, I grew up in, in Northern California. I actually live now up in uh, Southern Washington, gotcha. uh, kind of Hood River area. And, uh, you know, we're having a huge, huge drought up here. It's really affecting the whole Northwest all the way down through, through California. And um, I mean, it's, 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 it's insane right now. You know, I think the snowpack is like seven or 8% even up here. I mean, the river, the river level right now is the same level it was on July 15th right now. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy this year. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there's obviously, you know, California, it's been five years of drought, you know, a big part of why I moved up here is because we typically have a little more water than, um, than California gets with precipitation and such. But, um, even the Northwest is experiencing a drought, which is pretty, pretty, uh, rare and, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what how climate change is going to affect the future. Do you have any opinions on what will happen in the future? Honestly, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, it's I, I guess that um, you know the only like positive I can think out of all of this is that I think that it is opening people's eyes to the, the issues. You know, when it's actually affecting you on a on a firsthand basis. You know, it's like it's it's up to everybody to try to 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 act on it a little bit and do what you can to um you know try to try to preserve the environment for future generations and that's not exactly you know an easy one but it's definitely time to push policymakers and politicians and you know change your your day-to-day habits to try to uh try to kick this nasty habit that we have as humans you know yeah you guys were telling me before the interview that you have some plans to paddle later today tell tell our listeners what you're doing yeah, well, Tyler hasn't been paddling much the last year because he's been sailing. So I'm gonna, you know, guide him down the river, show him, <laughs> show him the lines. <laughs> we'll, we'll get out, take it slow, scout a few things, catch lots of eddies, lots talk of, it over, lots of eddies, lots of talking. <laughs> Rush and I really like to uh, catch eddies, which is a slow moving spot in the river, and just kind of talk about our feelings a lot out there. You know, just, <laughs> that, just that's my going. kind of expedition. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you do great out here, Ben. You should come on out, but right. Yeah, come check it out. <laughs> now, do the two of you ever jump in a tandem kayak together? Oh, God, no. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a disaster. <laughs> would be pretty disastrous. We, we could, actually. We, I have a tandem. We should go. We should rock that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be the way to go. <laughs> it, would be, uh, it, it would work out. We would have complete split ideas of where tandem, to go. On tandem kayaks are actually only good for bringing... Um, you know, dates down the river. That's, right. okay. that's the go-to for anyone around here. I, I actually own a tandem kayak and it's, I never really am able to use it because I've got friends that are bringing girls down the river, you know, Tinder dates and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> it's pretty much like a line and sinker. You bring a girl down the river and like, it's, you know, take them down some rapids some class four or whatever. And they're like, Oh man, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's too easy, dude. That's <laughs> the ultimate Tinder pickup line. Tandem. Yeah, no, it is. It I've is. got a tandem kayak. <laughs> 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 is there is there a tandem kayak waterfall record uh there is there is actually yeah there we, is. Actually, we actually we actually filmed it um really yeah yeah, yeah it's it's up on our on my youtube page uh it's about 70 feet uh, wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually our other buddy ran an even higher one but uh with uh bamagara steve fisher bamagara they did a, a descent around here but uh Bam was ejected out of the kayak, so it doesn't doesn't it doesn't count. count. Okay, yeah. not, not official. Was he okay? I uh, know he was really he was really uh, messed up. He said it was the scariest thing he'd ever done. Uh, really? 
Yeah, and he heard of here or something, but I don't know. It's, it's yeah. You, there's there's a few interviews with him about it on like TMZ and stuff. You guys live a very different life than I do. <laughs> <laughs> on this different life, I, I'm actually reading a book right now uh, called "Being Mortal" by Atul Gawande. The tagline is "Medicine and what happens in the end, or what matters in the end." Sorry, and. He makes this argument in the book, and this is based on some research, that the way you live your life and the people that you develop relationships with is dependent not on how old you are, but rather how much time you have left or how much time you think you have left. So he talks about how when you get older, you really place a lot of importance on the people who are close to you because you probably don't have that much time left or you don't think you do. Whereas when you're younger, you think that you have a lot of time left, so you're more worried about expanding your network, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. However, for you guys, I see, at least I think, what you do as maybe you don't think you have as much time left as other people because of what you do with your life. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if because of that, you place more importance on developing relationships with those who are very close to you. Um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point for sure. I mean, um, there's definitely something about our, our lifestyle for sure that uh, Tyler and I have been through some pretty crazy experiences together and, and apart and, and, uh, and grown from that. And I guess, you know, a huge development for me in the last few years has really been the realization that you know, I do want to be around for a while and, you know, I don't, you know, none of us want to go out doing this stuff. You know, it's not like, you know, it's the very common misconception is that we have some kind of a death wish or something. It's really the opposite. You know, we want to live our lives to the fullest and, you know, as safe a, a way as possible, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the really cool thing about this sport and any sport really in general is just those, yeah, the bonds and connections you, you know, sort of make along the way. I mean, you know, Tyler and I went to high school together and along with a couple of our other friends and I'm still living with those people right now, you know, like we're, we're going to be friends, friends for life because of this, this, uh, you know, crazy bond that you get through, through kayaking, through doing stuff that is risky and, you know, saving each other's lives and, you know, going, going through all these kind of trials and tribulations together. It's, um, it's, it's definitely unique and, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I plan on hopefully getting to be here for a while, but yeah, I gotta, gotta cherish the moments you got. Tyler, when you line up the 189 foot waterfall, does the thought that there's a chance that I might die doing this, does that run through your head? And if it does, how do you justify doing it? Yeah, I mean, running a waterfall that's nearly 200 feet tall, there's there's many consequences that, that go through through your mind. And as I'm sure we're getting to, the, uh, the, the risk-reward, risk-management thing really comes into play at that point. And, you know, Ben, I can't really explain it more than, than it's just an instinctual feeling. I mean, uh, any... You know, any rational, logical person probably wouldn't go off that that waterfall. But we get to the point that we're at in the in the sport. You know, you, you're reacting. You know, as much on on instinct and feeling as you are on 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 rationality and, and logic. So it's really a combination of um, of 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 what what you feel like is a good idea and and what your mind is is telling you is probably not a good idea. You know, so. Um, that, that day, it just, it just really, everything, everything lined up perfectly. And I really think that, uh, that you have to take a lot of, a lot of positive energy into doing anything like that. And if you're second guessing yourself, 
or going over the lip of, of that waterfall, you know, ha- having thoughts of, of, of death or destruction in your mind, then, um, then, then it's probably going to turn out that way. I really think that, that we bring into our lives, you know, the, the, the things that we, that we concentrate on and where we put our energy and our thoughts, um, I think has a, has a huge effect on, on the outcome of any situation, whether it's a waterfall or otherwise. Very good. Yeah, I was reading this little piece on, uh, I was seeing if anybody has actually uh, gone off of Niagara Falls in a kayak. And uh, <laughs> Jesse Sharp did, or attempted to, and looks like didn't things, things didn't turn out too well for him. Uh, then I saw the Rafa Ortiz uh, was going to, but he walked away because he wasn't feeling the, what you just described there. Exactly. So that's uh, that's actually the movie that I'm uh, staring at uh, right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about is about Rafa's decision to basically not run Niagara, um, and so I've been working on that project for really the last four years. Um, you know, we were we were, Rafa was planning on on kayaking over Niagara, um, and so it's quite a long story. But um, basically, at the end of the day, you know, we we did this this big project. We we trained for for two years. You know, Rafa was kind of working his way up to do Niagara. You know, really approaching waterfall running from kind of a more scientific athletic standpoint. You know, like trying to figure out the best technique and 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 you know really really push it in a way that was gonna um you know ensure that we did we're doing it as safely as possible and um you know we traveled all around mexico the northwest out in canada and and uh and literally out there the last minute you know rafa just decided that um that it wasn't for him he wasn't going to do it and so it's been a little bit of a of a, a tricky sort of storyline for me to put together because obviously he doesn't run it at the end but um you know the the joy is in the journey and that's pretty much the story you know a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happened to us throughout the course of the project and you know niagara didn't really change but rafa definitely changed over the course of those years and um you know at the end of the day that's that's the root of any storyline is character development. And, and that's kind of what I'm trying to, to piece together on that one. Very well put. I like that a lot. Um, we also want to get a gear recommendation from the two of you. Uh, I believe that Brad recommended a pair of sunnies as he likes to call them. <laughs> if you guys had one thing to recommend to our listeners, what would it be? You know, we've been, uh, I rock astral, uh, buoyancy. They make, I think the best life jackets on the market right now. So, um, you should check out, check out what they got in the mix, both shoes and life jackets. Shout out astral. What, what makes a good life jacket? Uh, something that keeps you afloat. (laughs) (laughs) Rush likes to do a lot of swimming sometimes, you know, so it helps him in his extreme swimming. Right. But now they've, they've got this jacket called the green jacket, which uh, is is just, I think, the best sort of rescue vest on the market right now. But that's my opinion. And I don't know, Tyler, you got anything to recommend? Yeah, for sure. You know, well, the, the, the thing that really connects us to the to the water is our is our kayaks. And, uh, you know, the, the, the dagger mamba is is the best whitewater <laughs> kayak out there right now. I don't, it, I don't think so. It's what I use. Um <laughs> Rush sold out, and so he doesn't paddle it anymore. <laughs> Tyler, and, Tyler uh, and I both used to, we both paddled for the same company for like ten years, and I recently switched to a um, a company that, in my opinion, is a little more a little more core and creates better kayaks. Jackson Kayak, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so 
Rushka's paid a lot of money to say those things. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's paddling for like a massive corporation. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but the, the 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 design of the kayaks have been coming a long way. You know, it's um it's, it's a really new sport, and so it's exciting just to see the progression in, in in all the equipment as well. You know, there's paddlers out there that are doing amazing things, and and the equipment's just kind of right on the same level. You know, uh, evolving with the paddlers, maybe just slightly behind the paddlers, but allowing them to. To step it up, and and it's really a, a very exciting time in our sport right now. And so, anyway, yeah, boat, boat designs are huge. Um, the, the the Dagger Mamba is definitely my boat of choice, and um, and and so yeah, I'd say that's my gear recommendation. Good stuff, for the listeners. Check it out on Rush's and Tyler's Meister profile page on our website mtnmeister.com. We have one last question for you, and that's who do you want to see as the next person on this show? Man, I've, I've got a guy for you. Uh, he goes by the nickname Super Frenchy. Super uh, Frenchy. Yeah, you should check him out. He is—he's one of the most gangster base jumpers in the scene, and he is absolutely hilarious. Um, definitely one of the funniest guys that I've ever met. So you should—you should check him out. His name's Matthias, and uh, I'm sure he'd be stoked to chat with you. Does he go by Matthias or Super Frenchy? Uh, sorry, uh, it's Matthias. 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 I can't pronounce his last name. Oh words. yes, yes, I, I know who that is. Matthias. But I didn't know he went by Super Frenchy. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Very good. <laughs> He's classic. For the listeners, keep an eye out for Super Frenchie or Mateus Giraud. I think that's how you say it. On a future episode of Mountain Meister, Tyler and Rush, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure to be here. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks. To risk it all for the passion. I can't tell you if it's worth it till they shut my casket. You heard Tyler mention at the beginning of the show that Rush is a rap artist. You're listening to some of his work right now, Adrenaline Rush. Thanks to Tyler and Rush for joining. Had a lot of fun with you guys. Hopefully you, Meister fan, enjoyed it as much as I did. We have a bunch of options to support Mountain Meister if you're interested, uh, one of which is to buy me a beer. To be honest, this $4 isn't going to go toward beer. It's going to go toward software, subscriptions, other expenses. But you get the point. You also automatically get entered to win a $100 prize pack every single month. And if you do it soon, your chances are pretty good. Go to our support page on our website for more details. Thanks again for listening today. Enjoy doing the rest of whatever you do while you listen. I'm the host, Ben Shank. We leave you today with Jungle Road by Adrenaline Rush. A rest on the breath of the wilderness we will be kept. Now I have no idea what comes after death, but it's true you accepted it in the flesh. We have mutual respect on separate quests. They converge for a minute at the river's edge. Like a stampede of wildebeest across the horizon. You always charge hard through the raw environments. The world keeps filing for the great unknown. To just live's a risk, you know more than most. But yo, I'm just glad we had a chance to meet. May your spirit run free with the savage beast. Forever peace on your quest through time and space. Oh, wherever this takes us on the path we make. It's a numbers game and that part's the hardest. In the heart of darkness, though you kept your guard up. I don't know what to say that can make things change. But you blazed the way, so I just say thank. I said, on and on and on. Out into the unknown. Down a jungle road. River, take me home now. Destiny on my mind, but I found myself right here.
Oh, I'm supposed to rest on the breath of the wilderness. We wrote the chapter, goes on and on and on and on. Now the force breathe peace and the rivers speak truth. The end is what you are before you wore those shoes. I get confused with my choices like the risk ain't worth it. But that waterfall voice made me feel my purpose. And the earth and her essence don't practice compassion. She finally won the battle, so we tackle sadness straight on. You'll be remembered in song. Forget God, this is nature and she's stronger than y'all. We got nothing to prove, one life to lose. Maybe it's on our deathbed, maybe tomorrow at noon. I ain't consumed by it, throw up at the feet of the side. Like a knight in shining armor on his final ride. It's white light when I think about the life you led. Worry your death, but it doesn't make it better, my friend. I'm just being respected, admiration. Stay brave through Graceland or wherever this takes us. Takes us. Takes us. It goes on and on and on. Out into the unknown, down a jungle road. A river take me home. Now destiny on my mind, but I find myself right here. Oh, I'm supposed to rest on the breath of the wilderness. We will be kept. It goes on and on. Yeah.